You are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, a podcast for fans of the Cleveland baseball team, hosted by Quincy Wheeler. Quincy and I'm here with Emily Seitz. Emily, did I say your last name right? I forgot to ask you. Yes, you did. Oh, good. And uh, Emily is uh, active on Cleveland Guardians Twitter, so hopefully you'll get a chance to uh, check her out. And uh, I noticed also that she uh, has described herself as the unofficial pastor of Indians or Guardians, I guess, Twitter now, uh, which is which is great, Emily. And I've seen you fill that role great in a, in a multitude of ways. What I was interested in hearing most today, first though, is how did you become a Cleveland baseball fan? Yeah, um, this is really a kind of cool story because it's not just like, I don't know, I'm sure you hear a lot of stories about how like, well, so-and-so in my family was a fan or whatever, but for us, it wasn't really like that. Um, no one in my family, I mean, my dad watched games that were on or whatever, but like, he wasn't a serious, like you would watch the Indians or the Reds. Like it didn't matter to him. He wasn't like a serious fan, um, baseball wise of anything. We were always big Ohio state people in our house, but like professional baseball, we didn't really follow. Um, but we had, when I was real little, we had a next door neighbor, um, growing up a couple um, their names were Ron and Jeannie Miller, and they were older, um, but they were really awesome. Um, and we spent a lot of time at their house and Jeannie was like the biggest Indians fan on the face of the earth. Like I like aspire to her level of fanhood. And I mean, at this point she was too old to be like going up to games. And I don't know if she ever really did that too much. Um, but I know that she watched every single game on TV and she kept score. She had um, the scorebooks. My dad actually, cause she was never happy with any of the scorebooks that she found in stores. They didn't have like what she wanted to record. Um, so my dad had like an Excel spreadsheet where he made the score sheets for her. Um, and she okay. always had that every year. They had like the Cleveland logo on them and everything. Um, and she would watch every game and keep score. And we were over at their house all the time. Um, I don't know, like, I don't remember like why, like if they babysat us officially or if it was just because like it was the 90s and you ran all over the neighborhood and it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> but like I know we were over there all the time. And when I was probably about like five or so, I started paying attention when I was watching the games with Jeannie and she like taught me all the stuff. Um, so she like I would ask like, well, what's this and what does that mean or who's that guy? And she would explain all of it. Um, and I learned baseball that way from her. Um, and she always, it wasn't um, Rick and Matt then broadcast, though I think it was Rick, but I don't remember who was broadcasting with them. But she always said, like, we have to listen to the announcers because they tell us what's happening and they tell us about the game. And I've always been like that ever since. Um, like, I've always listened. Um, and I think, like, I learned probably everything that I know about baseball from sitting there with Jeannie and watching the games with her and then listening to what the broadcasters were saying um, that that's what helped me. Cause like, if I asked a question, she would say, you know, sometimes she'd answer it. And sometimes she'd say, well, these guys will tell you. And so then I would just shut up and listen and let them explain it. Um, so I learned baseball that way. And I got really into it as a kid because of that. And then my family got on board um, after that. So like, it's something my dad and I really share now, but it didn't, it didn't start that way. So. 
That's great. Yeah, that, uh, I I love that unique story, and I think a lot of people listening to this uh, will probably hear and think of other people in their lives who kind of shared that love of baseball with them. My dad was never really into baseball much, but we had a family friend who loved it, and that's how I got introduced to it, and I just fell in love with it. So I, it's great to have you know other people in your lives as kind of the community of. Uh, being in a neighborhood, being around people as they share the things they're passionate about. And you're like, oh yeah, I kind of like that too. So, well, and I know Chief Wahoo isn't like the big deal anymore, but when I was a kid, Jeannie had in her window, a Chief Wahoo that was reversible and on like a wooden one. And on one side he was smiling and on the other side he was frowning. Um, and she would turn it every day based on whether they won or lost. And like oh. during, the, during the school year, I couldn't stay up. My parents wouldn't let me stay up late to watch the games. Um, so I would have to go to bed, you know, before the game was over, but Jeannie would always stay up even for the West coast game. She was crazy. Um, she, and she always kept <laughs> score. Um, and then I would like walk into the bus stop the next morning, I would see the little chief Wahoo. And that's how I knew whether or not we won or lost the game. That was like the only way that I could find out that way. Um, so yeah, it was just a really like special relationship that I had with her. And I know um, I actually went to um, one of the playoff games in 2017 with her son, Mike, which was a really cool way um, to sort of just keep that tradition going. And I have a little like Cleveland baseball guy hanging in the front of my car that used to be hers. So that's, that's great. Wow. Great memories. And yeah, that's, that's a cool way to, to hang out, staying up for those West coast games. I always regret it when I stay up for the Oakland games, cause they never play well in Oakland. And I'm just like, no, oh, we don't. It, I hate it. And I do yeah. the same thing. Um, I always regret it the next morning. Now, um, I guess, Jeannie had the liberty of being retired so she could sleep in as long as she wanted the next day. <laughs> I don't yeah. get to do that now. Yeah, um, someday I'll be able to, but, and I mean, I don't know when I was in college, I could stay up for those games and I didn't care, but my body doesn't do that anymore. I've discovered. So it's rough. Jags a little bit. All right. Well, you've already shared some great memories, but I wonder if what else you might share of, of what are your favorite uh, baseball Cleveland baseball memories? Gosh, I mean, there are a lot, I think, in my life that I could look back on. Um, in recent history, um, I was with my dad at the um, 2017 um, ALDS game when Frankie hit the Grand Slam. Um, nice. And that was probably one of my favorite things. Well, and it had been the game before that I went to with Mike, Jeannie's son. And so then early on in that game, in the um, Frankie Lindor game, my dad was kind of like, man, you and Mike really saw the better game like that. Yeah. Like this game sucks. And yeah. then it turned out that like this game really was like that game was incredible. Yeah. Um, and I remember like his grand slam didn't even give us the lead or tie it, but it just like changed. Like we all knew at that moment that we were going to win that game. And, yeah. And I think it was the last, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't get to be at game seven in 2016. Um, but so for me, that moment when Frankie hit that grand slam was like the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. Um, so that's definitely up there in like probably my top 10, like favorite moments ever. And that I got to share it with my dad was something that I think was really cool. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I have a lot of just like when I was a kid, just like stuff that I remember growing up that happened that I loved, I think just really randomly one time when I was probably like middle school aged, we came from behind against the Royals. We were losing like seven to two or something. And with two outs in the top of the ninth, it was in Kansas city. We scored like 
11 runs and ended up winning like 13 to six and the Royals made, I think three errors. I don't know, but I was watching that game and like just that going from that, like complete, like this game's over, we're about to lose to like the momentum changing. I remember I really enjoyed watching that on TV quite a bit. Um, I know I saw when we turned um, a triple, I was watching on TV when we, I was older at this point, but we turned a triple play once and it was like a traditional one, like all the way around um oh, yeah, the yeah. diamond which i like even more i think than seeing an unassisted one because it was just cool to watch like the anticipation was cool because you saw like you see him get the first two outs and then you're like wait like this is really gonna yeah. happen <laughs> um and i remember my dad had been watching that game with me and he had just gotten up to i think let the cat out or something and then and of course, you know, the other team had two runners on and we didn't have any outs. And then when he came back in the room, like 30 seconds later, it was commercials. And he was like, are we changing pitchers? Like, he didn't know what had happened. And I was like too shocked to explain it, I think. So I was like, uh, no, <laughs> like I couldn't even get the words out that what we had just done. Um, so stuff like that. And I one time really randomly, just like by a coincidence, we were on vacation at Salt Fork State Park. And we turned the like TV on in their little lobby in the lodge and the game was on and we turned it on at the exact moment that Grady Sizemore stole home. So just like random things like that, that like, what are the chances you wouldn't have even gotten to see it. Um, yeah. So I'll always remember a lot of things like that, that just like throughout my whole life, I've had this because I started watching when I was like five. So throughout my whole life, I've sort of had this, they've like followed me everywhere and I've been able to sort of take part in what's going on it's great how baseball is an everyday experience too so you got all these different things that you're doing and there's a, a baseball hook to go into it yeah thanks for sharing so as we head into this new area of era of guardians baseball and we head into 2022 assuming that we have a season which i think we will uh what what are some things that you're looking forward to um i'm really looking forward to watching jose more as always because i just think he's fantastic um and i'm really excited to see what's going to happen with our pitching this year i think um we've really shown that we have i mean we have so much depth in our pitching um and like we know what guys like shane bieber can do but i think it's going to be really cool to see like what tristan mckenzie can do um with a full season um being able to like endure through a whole season. Cause I think he got kind of tired at the end of this last one. Um, so I think, and like guys, like even Eli Morgan, I'd like to see more of. So I'm excited about stuff like that. And I mean, I really, it's not looking good, but I really want to get to the end of this pandemic um, and just have yeah. like a normal baseball <laughs> season for once. Right, right. Um, but I don't know, to be able to go to games is something that I'm never going to take for granted again. Um, mm -hmm. After I didn't grow up living in Northeast Ohio, so I never went to games as regularly as what I do now um, until 2016 when I moved here. Um, but it was something that like, like growing up, it wasn't a big deal to me. We went to like one game a year. We lived three and a half hours away in Northwest Ohio and you couldn't get tickets in the nineties. Like you couldn't get them. So it yeah. wasn't something that like I cared as much about, but after you live up here and you really start going all the time, um, it's to all of a sudden have that taken away was like a lot harder than what I thought or expected it to be. So just being yeah. able to go up there and root on the team. And I mean, I know that the name change is a controversial thing, but I have been really excited about it from the beginning. Um, this is a big deal. The fact that we've 
finally done this. It's something that I didn't think I was going to see in my lifetime, to be honest. I think like I was really hopeful for the getting rid of Chief Wahoo, but it and that like I wasn't necessarily surprised about, but I was really glad. Um, but to see a name change was not something that I expected to happen as quickly as it did. So I was thrilled about it. Um, I've bought like a whole new wardrobe that I'm really excited about. And so just being able to like, even like the simple things like seeing how cool the new uniforms look on our guys is something that I'm stoked about for this season. That's great. Yeah. There's a lot to look forward to. And, uh, and I, I definitely resonate with you missing the ballpark when we can go. I, was kind of surprised that you know being able to go back how much it felt like kind of going home and just kind of a piece about it even as you kind of stress out about the game there's there's a piece there that I didn't necessarily know was there before I lost it so yeah, yeah thanks for yeah thanks for sharing with us Emily I really appreciate it can you tell people about where they can find you and and that kind of thing yeah so I'm on Twitter my handle is just my name um at Emily Sites. So that should be pretty easy to find. Um, and then um, also just for shameless promotion, um, I'm the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Massillon, Ohio. Um, and we have a Facebook page that's just called Faith Lutheran Church in Massillon, Ohio. Um, and all of our worship services are live streamed on there. We are meeting in person too right now. Masks are required and all that good stuff. Um, but our, regardless of whether or not we're in person, our services are always live streamed. That's a new thing the pandemic has forced us to learn how to do. Um, mm-hmm. So you can watch those from our Facebook page every Sunday. Um, they air at 9 a.m. on Sundays because that's when we worship. But are obviously, once they're up there, they're up there. So you can watch them anytime. That's great. Yeah, please check it out. And I'll put links to both Emily's account and to Faith Lutheran Church up with the description of this episode and also on Twitter. And Emily's awesome. last name is S-E-I-T-Z, just in case anybody wasn't sure. Um, so yeah, Emily, I love the presence that you have on Twitter and that you encourage people to be positive. I love how you stood up for Jake Bowers for a long time. I kind of had, I kind of left ship on Jake Bowers before you did, but uh, it, it's good to have people stand up for somebody. I have to defend yes. the Jake Bowers thing a little bit. Listen, please. his please, mom please. is like the nicest human on earth. Her name is Misty. And she started following me um, because I was tweeting about Jake all the time. And at first I was like, oh no, because I was tweet like me really liking him obvious and having like this little crush on him obviously became part of my little brand so then I was having fun with it you know and I was tweeting really really cheesy things like Jake's hitting home runs straight into my heart and like obviously that's really cheesy and like uh, and all in fun but like she started following me and I was like she knows everything like this is bad like I was like she's gonna block me like this is nonsense and then instead one day she sent me a message and I was like oh no here we go it's gonna be like stop tweeting this stuff about my son and instead it was like we love that you root for Jake and all this stuff and she is so nice and so I just feel like it's very on brand for me that like I have a crush on a major league baseball player and now he's engaged to someone else, but I'm friends with his mom. So <laughs> like, like, perfect. That's exactly how my yeah. life went though. Yeah. But like he messages when when he got engaged, she sent me a private message on Twitter to tell me that he was engaged to someone else before she went live with it because she didn't want me to be sad. That is, oh, how she is. that is very like, sad. 
That was, was bad. I was like, Misty, it's fine. But like, it was super nice of her to do that. So she is that so is nice. Really she's good. still like, she messaged me happy new years. Like we still talk all the time. So that's, I, that's awesome. Well, I will always root for Jake Bowers for that, if for nothing else. So and, and that, that's cool. You know, and one of the things that I liked about it, it it's, it's, I, I find it fun when people like a player that a lot of other people don't like for whatever reason. You know, and sometimes, you know, the people that don't like a player, he doesn't turn out to be a great player and that's, that's fine. But uh, I always like to remember that everybody is somebody's kid. You know, everybody's got a mom out there that, that wants the best for them. And if my child ever made the major leagues, I would be super proud of them, even if they didn't, you know, if my child ever played minor league baseball, I'd be super proud of them, right? Whatever my child wants to do, but I'm just saying you should be proud of your kid and and finding people like you that stand up for them. I'm sure that's an encouraging thing. So yeah, thanks for sharing that story. You're welcome. Yeah. I don't know. I I always do try to keep it positive with, with players when, I mean, with anything with the team, I mean, obviously there are times when you have to be realistic about what someone's doing, but overall, I think on my account, I just try to have as much fun as I can on there. So that's 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 the approach that I try to have too. I don't always manage it as well as you do, but thanks for coming on, Emily. Sure. Thanks for having me, Quincy. All right. Bye. This has been the Cleveland Guardians fan cast. Music is provided by purpleplanet.com. That is purple-planet.com. Our intro song is purchased license from pond5.com.